Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. (laughs) But if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at Jazzy Gals Pod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! All right, folks, and here is uh, part two of uh, the Adam Bushman uh, trade podcast. That's um, at Adam underscore Bushman. Uh, you haven't already, go back, listen to part one, which we released a couple days ago before this one. Uh, we talked about some uh, bullion for uh, Harrison Barnes trade. And we have a couple more trades that Adam wants to explore, and then we're going to finish up the podcast. Interesting you mentioned John Collins. You guys might be disappointed about this third one that I bring up, but this is one where you could have, you know, a few different permutations, you know, slight adjustments to where, you know, the guys involved go to different teams. Ooh, Adam, could I ask you a quick question? Do any Absolutely. of your do any of yours involve the Knicks? Because I had a weird trade I thought up that I tried to save on trade in the NBA that we we were acquiring a couple pieces from the Knicks to send Bowie on over there. Oh, I did not. I didn't. I was contemplating the Knicks, but uh, um, hadn't kind of figured out something that that I, okay. I liked enough to put in. But well, okay, uh, no worries. Uh, yeah. No worries. I'd love to hear the one sure, you, you uh, came up with. Though. Yeah. Let me pull up the. Yeah, I'll pull up the photos that I saved of it, and I'll tell you guys at the end. Awesome. Real quick, before before we get to this trade, um, uh, Brian and McCade, um, uh, you guys are gonna be soaking in this trade, I believe. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this third trade, the gist is that the Jazz get Aaron Gordon. Now, I, I think I prefer Harrison Barnes to Aaron Gordon, but the idea is similar in that you get a more well-rounded player um, and one who could who, – whose real, um, I, I guess, skills, you know, athleticism, big body, defense, you know, running on in transition, those are things that – the jazz aren't very good at. And so, you know, they're the idea is you sacrifice a little bit of what the jazz are great at to help at things. We're not, not very good at. So the gist is jazz get Aaron Gordon and how it works is um, it's, it involves three teams. So the Atlanta Hawks would get Boyan Bogdanovich and a first round pick from Orlando. Again, probably lotto protected, something like that. Orlando would get John Collins from Atlanta and Rajon Rondo, and the Utah Jazz would get Aaron Gordon. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, well, why wouldn't the Jazz just trade for John Collins? Most likely, um, it's going to take a first-round pick plus Bogdanovich to get John Collins. And the Jazz just don't really have any to give up. I think the first one we could give up is like 2025 or something. Like, do we really want to be giving up that one, you know, that, that far in the future when, I mean, four years from now, you know, that's, that's, I think that's the, the uh, player option for both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. So I, I just don't know if you want to give that that up. I will give every draft pick to get John Collins on the team. (laughs) Uh, Um, but so the idea is that Orlando increases talent, right? They're one of the the worst teams in the NBA. They put um, they put a guy who can hit from the perimeter, but who can also post up, who can also run in transition next to uh, Nikola Vucevic. I actually think that would be a pretty neat pairing. 
Um, and then the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, they just go double bogey. They just double down on the Bogdan Bogdanovich, who they got from Sacramento, <laughs> and the Bojan Bogdanovich that they're going to get from Utah. That, um, kind of just um, going all out for perimeter shooting around Trey Young and Clint Capella in the pick and roll. I was saving that because I was hoping you're going to bring up John Collins in Atlanta because I was saving that from Twitter. I was, I was like, yeah, you call Atlanta and be like, hey, you have one bo- – think about having two Bogdanoviches. Now give us John Collins. So, um, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. Logan, how do you feel about Aaron Gordon on this jazz team? Good. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, I mean, all the stuff that uh, – right, right, transition. Uh, Jared, what, what, about, what about you? I, I kind of like it because – I mean, I do and I don't because he's been hurt a lot recently and stuff like that. But at the same time, I – I don't know. I, I like it. The contracts match up pretty well. Um, uh, and um, uh, I, we looked this up when we talked about it. With St- so I'm about to text Stephen Cameron of Close Up Magic to see if he likes this or not. Uh, but what are the deficiencies of Aaron Gordon, Adam? The obvious one stands out, the perimeter shooting. Uh, over the last four seasons, um, when you compare him to league average, he shot 2.8% below league average uh, from three. So that's unideal, right? Um, right? The the draw with Harrison Barnes, why I like that one better, is that he's been above average, and that gives you hope in the John, in the Jordan Clarkson mold that maybe he he could level up or sustain, you know, his uh, his level of above above average. With Aaron Gordon, I think what what you see is what you get from a perimeter shooting standpoint. Other than what the jazz might be able to do is just say, Hey, you're always going to have an open look because everybody else is drawing attention and we're only going to have you shoot corner threes. Mm -hmm. And maybe you get a little bit of the Jay Crowder effect where, Hey, just because of the volume, the volume is what's creating the gravity that's opening things up. The amount of shots he's taking is opening things up. Not necessarily that he's hitting a ton. Um, right. That that's kind of the Jay Crowder type thing that we experienced for a little while. And um, so uh, you, I don't know if you have all the numbers about this. So I bring up Royce O'Neal a lot because um, uh, this year he's having a really a career year uh, shooting threes, right? And that's that's in part because of Bo- 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 Bogey out there and Mike and Donovan, right? Like it feels like Royce is yep. like the guy that everybody seems to um, uh, uh, get pulled away from because of the Gobert gravity, uh, as Logan would call it. Um, so uh, you put Aaron Gordon on this team. Um, so, you, you know, the open threes is, is something we talked about just earlier. Like, I mean, we talked about like, all right, cool. Yeah. If he could only take open, open corner threes, can he hit that at a higher clip than he is now? But um, uh, are there other things that impress us? Like, I mean, c- can he be good in the mid range or can he be able to make that pump fake and then be able to drive to the rack and bring us a, a little different dynamic to the offense? Yeah, so he's he's very good at the rim, um, you know, having that athletic body, uh, his style, you know, loves to get to the rim, and you know, he's he's good in the paint on restricted area and and right at the rim. I think when he's on the floor, what you probably want to do um, is really lean on his defense, and then when the Jazz force a missed shot, 
get the ball in his hands, you know, a six nine, six ten guy dribbling up the court, you know, with his length, his size, athleticism, speed, you know, allow him to play make out of that for shooters around around the perimeter, you know. Uh, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, uh, Jordan Clarkson, all of them have been given the greenest of green light to shoot from the perimeter on a fast break. And I think Aaron Gordon could be the the one guy who who would put so much pressure on the rim in transition that that it would accentuate and complement what the Jazz are trying to do from the rest of the team standpoint. Right, right. So I mean, Aaron Gordon, the dream scenario. Um, that's right. <laughs> the last one's a little bit wacky. I do. I, I, I love wacky. Awesome. So here's the last one. I'm really interested to get you guys to take on this one. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> the jet, this, the gist is that the jazz would get George Hill. I know everybody shudder collectively and Nemanja Bielitsa of Sacramento. So this would be a three team trade. Um, you'd send the Orlando Magic, Bojan Bogdanovich. You or excuse me, not Orlando. That should be Sacramento. You you send uh, Sacramento, Bojan Bogdanovich, and uh, a second round pick from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City gets Marvin Bagley the third from Sacramento, and the Utah Jazz would get Bielitsa and George Hill. Nemanja Bielitsa is, is similar to, to Bogey, way above average three-point shooter. Um, but the thing that he does better is he's a better defender, much better rebounder. He's a good two inches taller, longer, um, and his contract ends next year. So if the Jazz keep going at their, their current traje- trajectory, I mean, we're going to be paying, I think, uh, McCade, Pearson, um, just go up. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he looked into some of the salary cap numbers and, and, uh, I think in three years, the jazz could potentially be paying about 80 million just in luxury tax money on top of, you know, what, what else we're spending. And so this would kind of be a trade where with Bielitsa, you get 7 million off your books next year. And in the interim, you get a player that's more well, well-rounded than bogey. And then in George Hill, and then in George Hill, his contract ends in two years. So then you get another year of no bogey and, um, you could end up flipping George Hill next year, uh, if you didn't want him anymore. But in the interim, a big guard, uh, really, really good on defense, uh, play makes well. And, and I mean, he's a stellar three point shooter. One of the best. Um, so you, you said Belicia is a, is a more well-rounded, uh, player. Um, can you expand on that? Cause like, honestly, if anybody who thinks, uh, I mean, I don't think they think he does anything else besides shoot threes. I, I don't at least. I mean, the big thing is he's a better rebounder, um, at six ten, longer arms. Uh, and I think he's got a, a ch- I feel like he's a also tr- got a, oh, I'm sorry. I think oh, he's I was just going to say, I think better he's a passer. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better of a passer. I think he's got a, you know, a little bit more of like a hey, I'm gonna try a bit harder type thing um, <laughs> going on. Uh, in terms of at least, um, you know, going after rebounds, boxing out those kind of things. I mean, there's sometimes where it almost feels like the Jazz are four guys, you know, who 
don't rebound and are just watching Gobert favors, you know, at times. So oh, no, it, it really sir, does feel that way. You're preaching the sir, you take <laughs> you take Royce O'Neal's name out of your mouth, sir. Oh, that's like kind of true. That's true. Royce Royce does a lot. Yeah, granted, Royce O'Neal has has been huge this year from a, from a rebounding standpoint. The problem um, is Royce is usually a lot of times on the perimeter, and so he can't always be there for the rebound. So. Um, One thing I am looking up really quick, um, basketball index, they're a, they're a pretty cool, um, they're a pretty cool site that, that does some interesting things from the standpoint of they really try to grade players statistically in several categories. Um, and so I'm looking up Nemanja Bialica really quick okay. um, and some of the things that he's, he's been good at. Hey, Lo- yeah, we're, who were you asking Logan his thoughts on the trade? Lo- Logan loves Belicia. Um, uh, he loves <laughs> Be <guy>. jelly. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still, you think after last week I would have researched who Be jelly was after I figure out what his name, but I, I still haven't looked him up. Um, but I, I think if you're saying he's a better reader. I think we're playing the Kings soon, so you might be able to take a look at him. It depends on if he plays the second half. I don't watch first half half of NBA <laughs> basketball when I can. I, Fat Chris said this a long time ago, and he's never been more right. Uh, there, there's nothing more worthless in all of sports than the first half of an NBA basketball game. It has zero impact on the second. So, no, most times it's just about life. It's hard to catch the, the second half for the first <laughs> half. But, uh, I mean, if, if you're saying he's a better rebounder, I think that's I think that deserves attention. I think that um, I think in this, in this in kind of in this rough stretch, I don't have any stats because I'm, you know, I don't like to be fact checked. But I Nerd. think rebounding, ha- I, I think rack, I think that rebounding has been an issue in a lot of these games. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, you guys said it's 100%. right. Royce is, Royce is our second best rebounder, and I mean, bless his heart, he's a guard. I mean, we we try to pretend like he's something that he's not, but I mean, it's it does it does give me concern sometimes that it feels like Rudy is, or when uh, Derek is in it, there there's not a whole lot of help rebounding wise, and so. I think it's I think it's worth paying attention to. Um, I, I yeah I won't I won't go on the I won't go on the salary cap tangent, but I, that's something that I think is interesting because we we throw the number out there as but I don't I don't know that I mean we we don't have any indication one way or another of what new ownerships take is going to be on paying a luxury tax bill. We can pump the number out there all we want, but we really don't know. And I think I said it a long time ago that most of the teams that are competing for championships are in the luxury tax and the luxury tax often. I mean, I understand the early warriors kind of, you know, had the NFL style rookie quarterback deal. So they snuck in beforehand and got one, but I don't, I think you're going to be paying luxury taxes if you want to compete. So mm. I, I guess I said, I was going to avoid a tangent and I went on it anyways. So um, do, do it, do <laughs> with good. that what you may. It's a small uh, Jared. Um, uh, so this is a tweet that um, Adam put out on his Twitter page and I want to say he got McCade level hate for it. Um, but um, uh, you commented like, so what do you think about this trade? Because I, I remember you commenting on this uh, thread. Oh well, I didn't like it at the time, but um, the more the season has progressed, I kind of I could see. I think the real problem I would have with it personally is more so going to be like, how is Rudy is Rudy going to be okay with George Hill coming back? Because George Hill kind of went scorched earth on the organization, and that's why yeah. I feel like it probably wouldn't happen. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think I think if you take out the George Hill feelings and stuff component, it's 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 fair, it, and it works. Because right. um, I I think the rebounding, like Logan said, the, re- the rebounding is huge. 
uh, when you consider that. I mean, somebody who boxes out and actually goes up and tries to get a rebound, like we could use that. Like honestly. Yeah. Uh, and so Adam, I'm a, you you got the you got the comparison here. Yeah. So I, I just looked up that comparison that I that I mentioned to uh, our listeners, and I compared last year's Bielitsa because Bielitsa has not been playing this year. Uh, Sacramento hasn't wanted him to play, and Bielitsa has been wanting to get out of Sacramento. So uh, there was really no data to go off of, really. So, and I don't even think we'll see him when the Jazz play the the Kings coming up. That's probably true. Um, so I compared last year Bielitsa to this year Bojan. Um, it turns out that last year Bielitsa was a 42% three-point shooter. He was better in one-on-one situations. He was better rolling to the basket. He was better playmaking. Um, one of you guys uh, mentioned passing. Better perimeter defense, interior defense, better rebounding. The things that Bojan's been better at was off-ball movement. Again, I think that's a little bit of you know a function of just our system. Better finishing at the rim, better post play. I mean, he's not a perfect player, Bielitsa, by any means. But again, you know, he's only under contract for a year. He's a little more well-rounded. Um, feels you know, like Bogey's. Feels like Bogey's one of our only guys that we can actually have play in the post, though. So that kind of feels like we become more dimension, one-dimensional, losing that aspect. That in, is in why that I like way. the Harris. Yeah, that's why I like the Harrison Barnes one. Barnes is much better post player than uh, than Bogey. So you preserve some of that. Um, you know, without, you know, obviously yeah, selling out to always do a post up. Yeah, that's I think that's why I like the Harrison Barnes one so much too. Mm-hmm. Uh Logan. Why 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 is why is B Jelly not playing? What's his what's the what's the reason for him? I mean he said he wants out, but is there what why so, why is he not Sacramento dysfunction in, in general? Plus the uh who is it? Rashawn Holmes has been playing a lot and then what's the other guy's name? Uh Bagley. Or was it not Halliburton. Halliburton. He's. I don't think Halliburton's a forward. I don't Bagley. Know. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Marvin Bagley. He's a higher draft pick, better player. So he's a younger. So guy. they got like a log jam with. I assume Bagley and Barnes and his Barnes. I'm assuming Barnes is a power forward ish, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Um, so I, I mean, he—it's been said that he's he's totally available. So you know, that's one of the more. Um, you know, one of the slightly more realistic ones. I mean, all of these guys have been mentioned as available, so I think they're all, you know, realistic to, to some extent. Um, but, yeah, those are the four trade, you know, possibilities I came with. Um, there are some other candidates that you could, you know, work a trade for. I know a lot of people like Larry Nance of Cleveland. Um, he's about 4.5% below average three-point shooter uh, over the past few years. Uh for comparison, Aaron Gordon, two and a half percent below. So I don't know really about that one. Uh, Victor Oladipo, I know McCade is super into him. Um, I I think it's um, a good upside play, but I think we've seen some of the downside with Oladipo, you know, over the past couple of years. So there's a lot of different things out there. I think the ones that I came with today, a um, little realistic, not too big of an overhaul for the Jazz, hopefully. Uh, but there's some there's some buyout and free agent guys, you know, yeah. Trevor Ariza as a free agent. I don't know. Uh, buyout. I hope Otto Porter Jr. comes. He's a good perimeter defender and uh, really above average three point shooter. So Trevor, according and, to the Twitter, Trevor Ariza is on his way to uh, Miami, Miami. Oh, yeah, is that right? Just, yeah, there was uh, a report. Rumors. 
There's a rumor no report I got no by idea Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor, okay. the ringer. Breaking news. Former Utah Jazz GM, Kevin O'Connor. Um, <laughs> KOC, that's our, baby. That's our, our Jabber Jazz trade segment. Jabber Jazz trade segment. Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. Before we move on, because I, I do want to talk about some other things about Boyan and trading and everything. Uh, Jared, Emma, did you did you figure out your facetious um, New York trade? Yeah, and it, it's not – the thing is I, I don't feel – I don't know how much better this actually makes us. I feel like it provides tax relief for us with, with also an opportunity you know, to be able to pay, retain, get better going forward. Uh, but it gives us some flexibility, and this guy has – I guess he's been in, in my dreams or whatever you want to call it, my dream trade scenario. <laughs> It gives us a a guard, Sweet a really good defensive guard. These. <laughs> Who am I to? I, I didn't, I didn't, I did not recognize that voice at first, and so I assumed it was Adam who just started singing. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that, that, that's correct. He's, yeah, he's, he's, getting, he's getting comfortable. Look, he at I'm not one to shy away from. Uh, he got some good pipes on him. <laughs> um, are, are you talking about Frank again? Yeah, yeah, Frank Nitakalina. <laughs> uh. No, I said that. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. I added like an extra syllable. Um, uh, yeah, but, I think yeah. it's um, uh, Frank um, uh, Nikita Fem or whatever it is. No, it's Nitilikina. It's just hard to say. Um, Fem Nikita, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Fem Fatale Nikita, yeah. Um, so, so it would be the Jazz and Knicks, and I figured it was easier if we just made it a straight across trade. So the Knicks would have to send us back probably draft compensation. I'm not sure if they'd go for a first round pick, but maybe a, a, maybe if we did it like top 20 protected or something um, over a few years. But the, we'd basically send Ursan, Boyan, and Juwan Morgan, just, you know, for the sake of we're going to have a, lo- a lot of players coming back. Real quick, for, so, real quick. So, Jared, this is like a fake trade because Ursan can't be traded, right? So, uh, yeah, that's that's true, too. I'm sorry. I uh, could take Ursan out of there. He doesn't need to go in there, actually. Just making sure. I just want to make sure. Okay, so Bojan and Juwan Morgan, we're probably going to end up cutting somebody. If, if Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, so Al- we'd get back, and this is probably going to make you laugh. We'd get back Alec Burks, <laughs> Reggie Bullock, and uh, Frank Houdini, you know, French Frank. Yep, Alec Houdini would return, which I think it would give us a, a you know some decent. We're going to lose offense, so we'd gain a little bit of offense back. Obviously, he's not a starter though, so you're probably going to be starting Reggie Bullock, which might not be great. Um, but so that gives you two guys who are you know six six, and you can maybe try to slot them in, try to play them power forward. But I think Reggie Bullock's probably going to soak up some of those power forward minutes, along with Urson maybe getting some playing time since he's going to be staying with the Jazz because he can't be traded. Okay, so let me get so, this straight. We get French Dante Exum. <laughs> yeah, but get, uninjured, uninjured. That's that's a good point. Um, we get slightly more injury-prone Jordan Clarkson and Reggie Bullock. Uh, um, and a draft pick. Hey. And a draft pick. And, nice. and all the twenty and all the second-round draft picks you can eat. 
So, um, uh, I, so you, I mean, so the reason you like this chair is because you like, you like Frank and you like Alec, right? Is this, yeah. is this, is this partly because of your Alec love from like when he was on the jazz? No, I, I'm not, I honestly didn't want Alec in this trade, but I couldn't figure out a third team to put in here to get it, get it somebody else. Cause I feel like we need another forward. <laughs> and so, I mean, Oh man, you, you start George Yang in this situation at, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Hey, Yang bang. Uh, he's, he's, he's been, he's been Yang banging it up, Yang banging it up. So, I mean, you got to give him his props. We can play Yang more. I think that would be <laughs> acceptable at this point. Um, the high notes uh, trade train continues. Uh, Logan? Yeah, so I just do a, a little bit of quick research here. So um, not sure how trade friend, trade machine friendly it is, but uh, we send Boyan to the Cleveland Cavaliers um, in exchange for James Posey. And uh, average homeboy said we want to trade for a bag of chips. So I'm going to say a bag of nacho cheese Dorito chips. Not just any but, chips, but nacho cheese Dorito. <laughs> but, uh, James, po- say, James Posey is probably one of the original who is members James of Posey? the Jets. Exactly. Um, He's probably James one of the Posey? The coach <laughs> James Posey? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I looked him up. That's the last place he was at was the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, but yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think James Posey is probably one of the original him and Rajon Rondo, at least back from my my early accounts of when ESPN unleashed the trade machine, I think that they were the most frequent guys heading to the Jazz was James Posey and Rajon Rondo. So wow. yeah, no, I, I, I remember see, NBA Live. Two, I remember yeah. NBA Live 2005 on the game Nintendo GameCube. James Posey spotting up in the corners on Memphis when Pau Gasol was with Memphis. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. No. James um, Posey has played for every team it looked like as well too with my quick dive into <laughs> Wikipedia. Um uh you guys all failed in the trade machine because um none of you got us uh soda for three years in our soda machine. So Oh no, uh, I forgot uh, yeah. about that. We should have yep. had the had the Knicks include that. That would have sold you guys on it. I got you Doritos though. I, I have oh, to yeah. admit though, Frank does address one thing that you have you and I have harped on on this podcast for nigh on eighteen months. Who perimeter defense? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and uh, so Bullock is Bullock is is you know decent Bullock. perimeter. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, so too. The PIPM numbers uh, are not kind to. To any of the, the Knicks players, but uh, understand the, the, the pimp numbers. You yes. don't like PIPM? Yes. They, 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 are, they, are pimp, they are pimp numbers. Big PI PMP ying. Yes, that's it. Um, so guys, uh, we, you know, it's fun. Like the trade, the trade line is coming around the corners. It's very, it's very close. Uh, I think we all figure the jazz are not going to make a trade. Like the Jazz feel pretty good with what they have. Uh, and they probably are, they're exploring, but you know, it's going to be hard. It's hard to get the second team to say yes. Right. Like, um, obviously we can all craft all these deals, but you know, it does have to make sense for, for both teams involved to make trades. I really thought um, this made sense for the Knicks cause I help, like, it feels like it helps them get better too. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I well, the thing that all stuff that we talk about, but again, we are, we have so little knowledge of what each oh, team yeah. really wants. For sure. For sure. And so, I mean, cause that's, we, we saw today. Well, you have the, firsthand knowledge. You could call Walt, Walt Perrin right now and find out. Yeah, I should call Walt. Um, uh, so I, I let me put on my tinfoil hat here for a second <laughs> and just read into these tweets here for a second. Um, R- Ryan Smith, after the whole all-star draft and everything, retweeted uh, saying, 
uh, oh, I, I should find the tweet, but he said something to uh, the effect of, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. We're just getting started. Tinfoil hat, Jazz are making a trade, baby. Oh. Ooh. No, I, I mean, actually, you know what's interesting is, it's interesting Adam brings it up, because I was just thinking to myself as, as I was staring into Shaq's bald head, um, <laughs> like, I, may, I, I went on the mini rant about the salary cap, and I, like, I was going conspiracy theory, too. I was thinking to myself, you know, how many times were maybe trades avoided because ownership said no? Did they say no, we're, we're going to stand pat here? And again, we just don't know what this new leadership looks like, and so... It's, it's well, weird that, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I agree with that, honestly, because like when I've heard, I've uh, we heard Dennis Lindsay talk on the radio before, uh, back when the Millers were owners and he, he said stuff like, um, is this a guy we really want to bring to the team? Like almost like guilting them. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I do want to say, um, uh, uh, so, what's, so, you know, we, we mentioned Hogan's on a roll. He knows. Yeah. We mentioned Boyan a lot in this in this uh, uh, little trade scenario, and um, it just to me, it was one of those things. And I've again, I've said a lot. Like, who's the most replaceable in that in that final five? Like, we, we've seen it already that Joe Ingles uh, has replaced Boyan in the final five because when it comes down to the, you know the the, the only halves that Logan watches. Um, uh, um, there could be a liability issue. I, dude, I got a, I got a Donovan style. I only show up for the second half. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> hey, man, we, we'll take it. Donovan style. Um, so um, uh, but let's 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 switch the 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 scripts here a little bit here. Logan, uh, let's talk about reasons why we shouldn't be trading Boyan Bogdanovich. Because it'll make Mark very very sad. <laughs> <It will be. laughs> you, you mean your better half. Uh, Adam, I'm, uh, Adam, what does Boyan bring to this team that you're afraid the Jazz would lose um, and not be able to recoup um, uh, if they traded Boyan Bogdanovich? Um, someone on Twitter pointed this out to me with some of my Boyan trades, and I thought it was a good good point that uh, Boyan is is one of we have a lot of three point shooters. But Bojan is one of the guys who could, and we've seen it before, rip off four threes in the span of two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they can be pull up. They can be, uh, you know, in the corner just catch and shoot. They oh, could be off a the screen. Point. He's a run catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like he's the type of guy where um, he could spark a run or he could – um, just capitalize on one, feed off the energy, and um, he enhances the Golden State effect. You know, I called the Golden State effect. It was like a tsunami coming in. The Jazz version is like an avalanche. You know, to oh where just God. in the span Adam of a is, second, Adam is the same person as me. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> Logan loves natural disaster references. No, I do. I've got a. No, I've got a note that nice. says, "Wait for the three. Wait for the avalanche. Like you wait for that." Oh, that's spurt. great. That, I'll send Dude. a picture to you guys. <laughs> Logan's like, get out of my head, Adam. That's uh, weird. He's living rent free. Jared, I'm. Uh, I mean, like, I'm again. Like, uh, we talked about why we, you know, I or you know, other people have felt like we should Bogdanovich bogey. Um, but what are the reasons that you think Bogey should be kept on this Jazz team? Um, I'd, I'd kind of have to agree with Twitter user unnamed, whoever sent that to Adam. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will uh, find and give due credit. 
that's good because we can tag him on the on the thing and say, "Hey, we tried to mention you on the episode, but we couldn't remember what your handle was." So, <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean that's one thing. I think that the other thing is uh, when Bo when Boki is poised, I feel like he really helps calm down the offense. But I feel like he gets flustered kind of easily as well, so it's kind of tough. Um, when he's the main focus on offense, he seems to get flustered easily. But when he's like second, third option and really gets rolling, it feels like he can really take over games for you. And, and um, you know, obviously we kind of we have that in Donovan. We've seen that from Mike before. Uh, so it, it just kind of feels like it's nice to have that third guy that can do that. And uh, obviously a Harrison Barnes type would not be able to do that. Um I mean, we we have we have Clarkson as well, so uh, you know I'm not just I'm not uh, saying we don't have a third guy, but I mean starter, and I don't know if Clarkson is going to see starter minutes in the playoffs. So. Not even just starter minutes. He probably won't be out there. Or he probably won't be out there um, uh, with uh, Conley and 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 uh, Donovan at the same time. Right. That too. Yeah, I've got I've got a question for Adam. So I we've talked about it a little bit on here before, or at least I've talked about it. So. Um, uh, Boyan, the, the, the Bogdanovich we got last year and the Bogdanovich we got this year aren't exactly the same player. I understand there's different factors tied to that. Um, what, what, which version of Bogey do you think he's closer to, you know, more often? Let's say like next year is the next year is the rubber match of his career. You know, he was one thing this year and something else last year. What do you think he's closer to, to first year Bogey or this year's version of Bogey? Which version do you think is more likely to be him for the next few years? I think it's uh, it's um, the data part of me wants to say, well, somewhere in between. But uh, I, I think it's probably this year's bogey, um, mainly because I think one of the reasons we saw last year's bogey was the absence of good Mike Conley. Yeah. And he was basically second option behind Donovan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We leaned on him like crazy. I mean, even when Mike was healthy, um, Mike wasn't confident. Mike wasn't uh, free flowing. You know, he wasn't. Um, you know, he wasn't just totally in control of what was going on. And I think, kind of out of necessity, Bojan stepped up to the table. And I right. think now that Conley's who he normally is. I think Bojan's kind of settled back into potentially who he normally is. Um, I mean, we saw that boost when Bojan was on the Indiana Pacers and Victor Oladipo was out. He rose yeah, to the occasion. Yeah, first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so I think we'll probably see this this year's bogey, but with a little little more consistent three-point shot in the uh, second half. Um, in other words, and by other words, I mean Logan's words. Logan's said this some um, uh, that when Bogey was good or is going to be good, it does usually mean something else is wrong for the Jazz. Um, and so something I, I not my words is we haven't seen consistently Bogey, Donovan, and Mike play well together. And Bogey's is the one that has to take the the real role change. You know, he's no like we've seen him this year and lately a lot. Um, uh, try to be the guy, you know, ball handling and like creating his own offense in one-on-one situations, driving it in. And lately it's been kind of bad lately. Like, you know, we, we have a lot of, you know, visual evidence that we see him, um, uh, not doing well in those drives and people are, they're noticing that, but like, that's something that he's been doing all year. 
Uh, we mentioned that a month ago when Hemet was on here. Um, and some other I think things. it's just been happening more often recently because I don't think it because I, I feel like so. before it was 50 50 and now it feels like it's more 70 30. Um, the, the live ball turnovers say otherwise they've gone up by 10 percent. So. Um, and so yeah, it's just it's just like one of the things that like yeah, here's the thing it might be this like you could tell me it's the same amount, but the because the results um, and this is this is why we we brought up Bogey's name a lot on this podcast for months because it wasn't like he I never actually said he played bad. I, I don't think him playing well or badly has ever shifted my opinion on that. Hey, if you're going to make a fix, you know, if you're going to quote, fix something that isn't broken, that's the area that you focus on. So, I mean, that's, just yeah, gonna... I mean, to, to, to your point, I mean, that, that's where I think I disagree with a lot because it does seem as though lately, on the old Twitter, the old Twitter machine that a lot of folks are going are now, I guess, quote unquote, joining the trade bogey wagon uh, because they think he's been playing poorly. And I, and I, I, that's not necessarily where I come from. I know that hasn't been great, but I think it's, it's along the lines of what Adam touched on and what we've talked about before. And that is that I, I think that there's this, the people who are opposed to it have this vision of last year's bogey. And I don't think he, if the jazz are doing well and the other pieces are playing well, I don't think you get that version. It's not to say he's still not a good player. I'm not here to trash him and say he's not great. Again, if he's still there on the team after the trade deadline, he's still a great piece. It's not as though I think he's a cancer that has to be removed. I just, I just, I just think that the expectation for some fans was 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 off. I think even if the wrist does get better, and there, yes, there is room for improvement. He can, he can become a little more consistent, but he's not the option that he was last year, and he was that out of necessity. Um, oh, and that's, I think Logan and that, hit the nail on the head. That's, and that's and that's and that's and that's really what I think is different. So that, that was the first reason I was making, just trying to adjust people's perspective on even if he gets back to good and he gets his rhythm, I don't think you can expect twenty point per game, you know, maybe borderline all star bogey like we got last year. And sometimes either option number one on offense or option number one A. You know, I just don't know that that's that's uh, what he is. But yeah, he's, he's still a great player. It's not a matter of oh, he's you know, as long as Draymond Green's not there to take the ball from everything, puts it on the ground, we'll be fine <laughs> getting those getting them subway hands in there and just grabbing it. But uh, <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen how I, I challenge you to watch the next time you see that Draymond commercial, watch how uncomfortable he holds that sandwich. It's not natural the way he's holding that. His program. hands are too large for the sandwich. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. Just just watch it. Because you know what? Jason Tatum's holding one, too, but it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I can't really put my finger on it. I think you, I think you have a problem with Draymond's face because I love like, Draymond. I love him. No, but his face, like his face. like um, Adam. Oh, hey, Adam did discover the person. Uh, just so, just shout out to underscore white AF underscore. Yeah, so yeah. That what is does that mean? It means is they're that, white. That feels racist, race, racial. Yeah, as, no, I, 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 I don't. I know that guy. He's a he's a he's a he's a loyal member of the Jazz. Maybe they're maybe they're from American Fork. Who knows? Yeah, um, it is American Fork. It's Utah. Oh, that that is amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing if that's what it actually was. Um, and he did yeah. it ironically. That'd be great, Adam. Uh, yes. So uh, when we make these trades, here, here's the other thing about, and I, I, I get this from the don't break it, right? Or if it's not broke, right? Yeah, totally. Like chemistry, right? Like I'm, there's, I mean, there's on the court plus off the court chemistry, and it feels like this jazz team has it. It feels like this jazz you. team has very salvageable chemistry. Salvageable. Very salvageable chemistry. I must right. break you. It's unsalvageable. <laughs> but um, uh, 
But but are, is it fair to say that you think Boyan is coming in and he's like, I must break you, Jazz? Right. <laughs> I think he's having Russian. Um, so the data, right? Like we make, well, that was it's a bad Russian accent. If you ask we make him uh, trades based off data, we don't take into account to like oh like it's the Ricky Rubio situation two years ago. Ricky yeah. Rubio was in trade talks for a month, and it really affected that Jazz team. Like you could tell. Like I'm um, a uh, three, four, five guys. They were all distracted by it. Like they all said, you know, in front of the cameras, no, whatever, business, blah, 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 blah. But the, well, that was a, a hypothetical trade that almost went down. And but yeah, in. but as soon so as that like, happened, and Ruby was still there. I mean, it felt like the weight was lifted off all their shoulders, you know. Um, and that's gotta be hard because, like, you know, when the chemistry is good and like you have a friend that you know, like, hey, might not be coming to work tomorrow. Um, that does weigh on you, like. Do you think that would? Do you think this Jazz team um, uh, making a trade, even though if, if it's statistically, data, analytically, is a better trade, would hurt the team chemistry-wise? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so you know, it's always possible. It's always possible. Uh, I I think that you know the teams who focus on that first generally pass up. Uh, opportunities that uh will will help them get better um what you said originally when you when you mentioned if it's broke don't fix it um i've gotten a lot of feedback on that hey the jazz are number one in the nba we're rolling we got the best net rating you know yeah, i'm kind of sick of things. all the fans saying best team because i'm like are you sure we're the best team come on guys yeah so I ultimately just say, hey, even if you're the best team, what have the best teams over the past few years done, right? Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn Nets have, you know, per per 538 right now, the highest chance of winning the finals. What did they do? Well, you know, they just got Blake Griffin, right? Mm-hmm. Does Does that make them better? Who knows? But what it probably does is it probably increases their ceiling a little bit, right? It, right. And... That's generally the angle I come at it. Hey, let's put all the chips in. Let's go for it. Let's raise that those odds of winning the finals as much as possible. Um, I think of all the players, um, just personal opinion, of all the players on the Jazz team, I think Bojan is probably the least uh, crucial to our culture. Um, that's not to say that he's... Um, aloof necessarily but right, um, right we do know when he came to the jazz that he's a quieter personality he's generally a, a do his own thing type of guy and i don't think there's anything wrong with such a personality but i don't know if i don't think we'd classify him as one of the heart and soul members of the jazz that would leave a huge cultural void mm-hmm. uh jared what do you think chemistry wise i'm uh is this jazz team set or um, uh, do you think they could survive a little, a little um, uh, mix up? Well, I think I, I'm going to just repeat the same line that I said like a while ago that I think Bojan is the least uh, crucial member in terms of chemistry. Like I feel like Mike uh, Donovan, mm-hmm. Rudy all, and, all them uh, and Clarkson are all, I mean, good vibe tribe city. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Logan, how, how much stuff do you put into chemistry uh, when it comes to championship teams? Uh, no, I mean, it, it, this is a boring answer. It's the same as the other two. I think it's the same argument I made a while ago that I said that George Niang was more crucial to the Jazz's uh, <laughs> team chemistry 
good vibe situation than than right, Bohem. Right. So. All right, folks, that's the end of this podcast. We, uh, This episode, we um, split up into two, so go listen to part one again, which was released a couple days ago. Thank you to um, uh, Adam Bushman for coming on. Uh, big thanks to um, uh, also Go to This is 49, Jared Barker, and the Dragon Squatch himself, Logan Cox. Uh, and that's it. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>